The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Russ Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby. Vegas, the last Even Money of the year, I believe. I got to check to make sure we don't have another one next week. But the last Even Money of the season. I should mention, by the way, we're going to have some Even Monies every once in a while in the off season for March Madness, for the draft, for other things. So stay tuned because there's some other other things we might dabble in a little bit. Today's edition is brought to you by Blue Apron, the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. I had chicken paillard for lunch yesterday. Twice last week, I had pasta bolognese. Absolutely delicious. And right now, they've got some ridiculous meals. Roasted pork with apple, walnut, and farro salad? Are you kidding me? Cashew chicken stir-fry with tango mandarins and jasmine rice? Absolutely delicious. And here's what I love about Blue Apron. It's affordable. Less than $10 per person per meal. These things would be a lot more expensive at a restaurant. Plenty of variety with the recipes. They're flexible. So however many recipes and meals you want to buy, They'll let you buy them. It's very easy to make and guaranteed that every ingredient is ready to cook or they will make it right. They have it all measured out for you and everything. To check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash even. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron so do not wait. That's blueapron.com slash even. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, Steve, we have been building towards this all year. And for some people that might only want to bet on Super Bowl week or Super Sunday, you're not familiar with the show. I'm Ross Tucker, a former NFL offensive lineman for seven years. Got a bunch of different podcasts now including this podcast, the Even Money Podcast, where we give you the breakdown for every NFL game every week, the entire season long. As I mentioned before, I told you about my good friends over at BlueApron.com. We're going to sprinkle in some off-season podcasts this year, just because there's always some fun stuff to talk about. And there's some specific other events other than football that may interest some of you. I know they interest me. 
Uh, so anyway, I am former offensive lineman. He's really the star of the show, let's be honest. His name is Steve Fezzik, at Fezzik Sports on Twitter. We have a guy named Todd Bergman, at L Birdman on Twitter, who grades us each week all season. And Steve is plus 28 going into the Super Bowl. I am plus 9 and desperately want to get into positive territory, double digits for the year. I'm going to be positive for the year, but I want to be double-digit positive, so you're really getting some value there. Steve has a chance to be in the 30s, up 30 units, which is just absolutely incredible. Steve, are you ready for Super Bowl week? You ready to rock and roll? I am ready for Propalooza. Talking lots of ancillary bets. This is the week, Ross. So I don't really, you know, I should probably dive into those more. There's probably more value there for me than I, I, I've never been a big prop guy. I know there's a bunch that you really believe in. Let's start with the props, Steve. We can get to the game um, in a little bit and the over-under and, and the line in a little bit. But let's start with the props. We touched on it last week a little bit. You, t- you said that there's some props that you bet every year and you do well on pretty much every year. So what do you got for us for the people that, you know, want to piggyback off of your props this week? All righty. I'm gonna, I got five props. I'll go one by one. You can comment on it after each one here, Ross. The first one, the bridge jumper. No overtime. In the NFL, one out of 16 games go overtime. That's 6.5%. And that really doesn't change over the hasn't changed over the course of years. However, the Super Bowl has been less inclined to go overtime. Fifty Super Bowls, Ross, no overtimes. Although New England has come close in several Super Bowls. Bottom line is, I have to lay nine to make one. That sounds crazy, laying minus nine hundred. If I bet the, the bet sixteen times, however, I will go fifteen and one, lose nine units, pick up a net six units. And because it's 50 and 0 in the Super Bowl, I made this for like the past 25 years. I'm going to risk five units to make 0.5 units. Sounds crazy, but it's a plus um, expectation bet. No overtime. Wow, I love it. Okay, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to piggyback on that one, Steve, because with my luck, it, this will be the year. <laughs> this will be one out of 51, or the one out of 16. However, you look at it. So I am not going to piggyback on that one because I do think it's going to be a close game. I do think there's a chance that it could go to overtime. So I like it. That's that's prop bet number one. What else you got? Uh, prop bet number two, let's go to the first quarter. Uh, both coaches historically have deferred. Uh, Quinn, 18-0 for deferrals. So I know Atlanta's not going to get the ball if they win the coin toss. New England almost always defers. But you were at the game, Ross. The genius won the coin toss. He took the ball against Pittsburgh, so there's a tiny chance he'll take the ball again. I don't think he will. I think he'll defer as well. No edge there. Where I think there is an edge, Atlanta has scored on their opening drive a touchdown, eight straight games. New England, six Super Bowls, Ross. Bagel, donut in the first quarter. They have yet to score, amazingly, in the first quarter. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons plus a half. Got to lay minus 150 in the first quarter. Risk one and a half units to make one unit. Interesting. Okay, that 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 one surprises me a little bit, but I'll 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 hear what you're saying. I'm not going to jump on that one either. You're that confident in that? I'm only betting to win a unit, so how confident can I really be? But um, numbers certainly support it. Got it. Okay, give me another one. 
third quarter to outscore first quarter. As I mentioned, New England has always started slow in the Super Bowl, and that's not just New England. The third quarters and the second halves in Super Bowls historically are higher scoring. Ross, you played in the very biggest games. You can, I imagine that every, you emphasize winning the turnover battle, being very careful with the ball, not losing the game in the first quarter. Because of that, although Super Bowls can be very high scoring, the first halves, and especially the first quarters, haven't been. We're going to play the third quarter to outscore the first quarter. We have to lay 130, 1.3 units to win one unit. Wow. Now, I'm just curious, how many of these props are available for other games? Is it none of them, or just Super Bowl? The first quarters are available for all the games. The rest of these are hard to find. Got it. Interesting. Because uh, I guess that there just wouldn't be enough volume for them to support it or enough public volume, and then the Sharps would get in on it, and they, they would lose on them, I guess. Exactly. The last thing you want to do, let me give an example of why they don't like to put props like this on every game. They put up a prop, will the uh, team that wins the coin toss, will they call heads or tails? Pick them. As it turns out, the Patriots are the visiting team, and they have almost always called heads. So now, um, and what appeared to be a 50-50 proposition, the head is minus 500. Not will the coin land heads, but will the Patriots call heads, which appears to be extremely likely. Wow. So, okay, so let's get to another one. All right, fourth prop. Um, This one is actually my favorite of the props. Shortest touchdown, over under one and a half, and that's a pretty standard number the bookmaker usually puts up on. Basically, will there be a one-yard or a zero-yard touchdown? And with a super high total, the under one and a half, it has really, really good value. Um, bottom line is 85% of all touchdowns in the NFL are greater than one yard. And that makes sense that you will get some one-yard touchdowns, but not that many. But pass interference in the end zone certainly is the most likely route to a one-yard touchdown because I've got two prolific passers. I think it's more likely that will occur. But here's the math, Ross. If I assume a 16% chance every touchdown is one yard or zero yards, and I get seven touchdowns, 0.84 to the seventh, scary, lots of math, um, that's a 30% chance that we manage to get seven touchdowns and not get a one-yarder. Well, that's a, a 70% chance we do get one. We only have to lay minus 150. I'm going to risk three units to make two that the shortest touchdown is under one and a half. Wow, man. You, you really are next level with all this math. I was told there would be no math. I, I, I was not told that there would be math here. No, but that, you're right. It's odds. It's percentages. I love it. That's why you're here. I kind of give you the, the football instinct. And that also, by the way, makes plenty of sense that the higher scoring it would be, you know, the more touchdowns in general they'll have. And obviously it feels like LeGarrette Blunt has a one-yard touchdown every game. So I can certainly see that one. All right, is that all or is there one more? We got one more. The fifth one, I really like this one as well. Who is going to get more first downs in the game, Atlanta or New England? Now, New England has had a lot of success in Super Bowls, four and two. But what would surprise you, Ross, is they've been outgained on average in those six Super Bowls by 40 yards. They're only averaging 5.2 yards per play, and they're giving up 6.1. This makes a lot of sense. New England is not good in the stats versus their scoreboard. They're 15-3 and three against the spread this year because they make all the right game decisions. They make all the right um, uh, decisions as far as taking care of the ball. And because of that, um, if the stats are even, New England typically wins the game. But I'm going to go ahead and bet Atlanta to get more first downs, plus 100. 
and I'm going to risk 200, two units, pardon me, to win two units. Um, I think Atlanta's going to slightly win the stat battle. I am not confident that they will cover the game, though. Got it. Okay. Um, well, that's kind of like what you did said with the Steelers. You, you picked the Steelers to have more first downs than the Patriots. And you know what? Even though the Steelers got punked, they were right there for first downs. They lost by four, but it was 25-22. They needed a stop. I was getting plus two first downs, and New England was running out the ball, and they got the last first down, and then the game was over. If they would have punted, I would have stolen that bet. So there we go. That is all of the prop bets from the one and only Steve Fezzik here on the Even Money Podcast. If you want, I think a lot of those prop bets are available at betdsi.com. So go to there. That's our preferred website for online wagering. You go there, you put in the code Tucker15, and you get a free $15 at betdsi.com. If you ever have any issue with anything at betdsi.com, just send me an email. I'll forward it to the guy that runs things over there. He always makes it right which I like. Plus, you guys all get a free $15, Tucker 15, to bet on some of Steve's prop bets or the game itself. Let's get into it, Steve. The game itself. Now, as of 11.15 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesday morning, recording this a couple days earlier than we normally do because of Steve, uh, because of Brian's travel schedule So we don't often do it this early, but it's important to note that because some people are used to the routine of, of, you know, listening on Thursdays or Fridays and things might change a little bit by then. It doesn't seem like there's been much, if any, movement on this line, Steve, since we spoke last week. It is painted three, Ross, but very important. Let me make you aware that there's two books that take super sharp, big action, um, One is called Pinnacle Sports. That's in Coruscant. I've worked there, actually, for a short period of time. They deal reduced vig on this game. If you want to bet New England right now, you have to lay three, but you can get plus 104. There's another book that is not available. Both these books are not available to U.S. residents called Matchbook, where they basically uh, match up betters on both sides of games. They don't book any action, but they just um, get buy and, uh, and sell orders from different betters, and they match them up. And right now you can get New England minus three plus 108. So before you take your hard-earned money and decide the Patriots are a lock and lay minus three, lay a dollar ten, keep in mind you're getting you're paying basically 15 more cents than in the very very sharp marketplace. Long story short, those books are saying they think Atlanta at three is likely the right side. Interesting. Okay, and what's the total right now that you're showing? The total is anywhere from 58. To 59, the sharper books tend to have it lower at 58, and the Vegas books are at 59. I think the Vegas books may well get up to 59 and a half. Most of the pros I've spoken to say they're hoping for a 60 to go under. So we got 58 and a half is what I'm showing right now, so we'll use that number because you said 58, 59, we'll go right in the middle. 58 and a half. You know, I've gone back and forth on this game, Steve. I, I think it's going to be a relatively high-scoring game. You know, when I look at the matchup, um, as good as the Patriots' defense has been, this Atlanta offense is really next level. I mean, they're, they're one of the top five offenses of all time. 
I think the edge goes to New England in terms of experience, both and having been there, done that in the Super Bowl before and being familiar with everything that'll happen, you know, this week and media night last night and all that stuff, as well as, you know, the Falcons having four rookies starting on defense, which is concerning to me in a big spot and Brady and Belichick taking advantage of them as a result. I think New England, if I had to pick who's going to win the game, I think New England's going to win the game. But boy, oh boy, Steve, I can see it being Atlanta. I think it's going to be awfully close. And I can see Atlanta winning. And even if New England wins, I think there's a decent chance it's just by a point or two or it's a push and they win by a field goal. So I am putting two units on the Atlanta Falcons getting three points. And I'm also putting two units on the under. I think something like, you know, 27-24 sounds about right to me. I don't think it gets as high as the people are calling right now. So I've got two units on Atlanta getting three, and I've got two units on the under 58-and-a-half. I think it's going to be a a 27-24 game, maybe a 30-27 game. I don't think both teams get in the 30s. So give me two units on the under and two units on the Falcons getting the three. I think that's a tremendous breakdown. I agree with everything you said. That Atlanta, statistically, their yards per play net differential is plus 1.1. They give up 6.7. Excuse me. They give up 5.6. They gain 6.7. Now, that may not sound like a big margin of 1.1, but to put that in perspective, the number two team in the NFL plus 0.6, and that's New England and four other teams. So the, the differential between Atlanta and the rest of the league is late years. They're so much better statistically than every other team, and because of that, they should be favored in this game. However, New England, as we discussed, always outperforms their stats and makes all the right decisions. You won't see a New England Patriot catch a ball five yards in the end zone and run it out, Ross. That could happen for the Atlanta Falcons. Just bad game decisions like that. Um, so I want to bet – I want to get at Atlanta. I like where you're going. I can only lean to Atlanta plus the three. Like I said, I liked Atlanta much better on the prop bets to get more first downs, to get more yards, things like that. And I'd encourage all the listeners to look at all their props and look towards playing um, either individual players like Sanu possibly over or some of the Atlanta players over or maybe some of the Patriots under, I think, is the way to look in the pure stats. But I'm all – New England is 15-3 and three against the spread, and I hate betting against New England. It's so hard to win against the Genius and the Patriots, and with that experience edge, I'm just going to lean to Atlanta. But good news, we are going to have a best bet. Let's go to the total. Now, I did play over two weeks ago when the total was 54, and the reason I played that, I said, hey, this Super Bowl is going to come much higher when they play two weeks from now, and then I'll have an opportunity to play for a nice fat middle. Well, here's how I make this total. Typical total in the NFL, 46 points. I'm going to bump it two because it's the Super Bowl, and Super Bowls are a little higher scoring, 48. Atlanta, as Ross, you mentioned, historically good offense. I'm going to bump the total five for as good as that offense is. We're at 53. Uh, Brady in New England, great offense, great execution. Boom, I'll bump it four more. I'm at 57. Uh, Atlanta's defense, although they're very young and inexperienced, as you mentioned, basically middle of the road. They're improving. They've only been giving up 19 points per game. I'm going to call them an average defense. I'm still at 57. 
And now I got the Patriots. Now, statistically, um, they are not as good as being number one in the league, which is in terms of the number of points they've given up. But they played a cupcake schedule. They haven't played any quarterbacks other than Russell Wilson and Big Ben, and both those games were at home. And so because of that, I only have them rated as a top 10, probably like number nine in the league defense, but still better than average. So if my total that I've calculated already is at 57, I've got to bring it down a point at least for that. I'm at 56, and I can go under 58 and a half. That's a two and a half point difference. I already got over in my pocket. Why not? We'll play back under for two units, under 58 and a half. It's the best bet. The best bet. Nice. I love it. I love the best bet. Just like I love when we've got some listeners, Steve, that take advantage of our sponsors. They get the email that confirms that they took advantage of one of our sponsors, and then they send us the email. We got a question today. Let's do it, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email comes to us from Chris Zakarian. He signed up for BetDSI. He used the code Tucker15 to get the free $15. And he said, uh, how's it going, Ross? Long-time follower, first-time listener. Just wanted to ask if you guys can talk and discuss about more of the rushing yards that's going to be played on the Super Bowl. Also, if you can ask Steve what it means by if bet or reverse bets. Thanks. Oh, yeah, it is. Thank you, Chris. Well, let's work in reverse order, Steve. What's a reverse bet or an if bet? Never make either. I'm not even familiar with the reverse bet. The if bet, you go ahead and say, I would go ahead and like to play the Patriots minus three. And if they win, then I want to bet on the North Carolina Tar Heels. And you only have action if the first bet wins, is my understanding. I, one thing I've never really understood the if bet is it, 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 um, it sure looks like it's just a two-team parlay to me. But that's my understanding is that the first condition has to win for the second one to have action. Got it. And you don't even know what a reverse bet is. If you don't know what it is, then I would probably stay away from it. Oh, there might be a real good opportunity that no one has noticed. It's possible. He also said he wanted to know if we could talk about more of the rushing yards. And what I would tell you, Chris, is if you don't listen to the Fantasy Feast Eaton podcast with Roto World's Evan Silva, we actually went through all of the individual players, Chris, from a prop standpoint, what their numbers are, including LeGarrette Blunt, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, those guys. So if you're looking for specific rushing yards, you can hear what Evan and I talked about on the Fantasy Feast podcast. Steve, you just said for some of the props, you like a lot of the overs. Yeah, let me address um, what I think is going to happen. I certainly could be wrong. It's very difficult with New England because you just never know with Belichick. But I would, I would leave. I, I don't know if Silva felt the same way, but Blount is the type of guy I, on a fast track, I would think that he would get a slightly minimized role in the Super Bowl. And so as long as, long as Lewis doesn't have any fumbleitis, and if, if you fumble, then you're not going to be playing for Belichick. And he had that problem before. I would look more towards him than towards Blount based upon the numbers being presented with Blount supposedly being the feature back. I'm not sure that that's really going to be the case. When it comes to Atlanta, I want to go back to 1990, Ross. 
Belichick was the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants in the Super Bowl against the Buffalo Bills and Jim Kelly, that great Bills team, at the Norwood game. And he told his team, guys, we're going to win this game, provided Thurman Thomas runs for over 100 yards. Not under, over. In other words, he's going to take away the Kelly aerial attack. Now, the all Super Bowls after the, um, the greatest um, show on turf, Kurt Warner Super Bowl, New England really hasn't played a really good offense. And so now they're back to playing a really good offense. It would be logical that they would try to take away more of the Atlanta passing game. And so I would look and see what Evan says about Freeman and Coleman. And I would think one of those guys would be a good over bet. Probably Coleman, I would think, because it seems like he's getting almost half of the production and his numbers, I think, are 38 and a half. I would look that way. Is that um, consistent with what your fantasy guru said? He he liked the um, the under for Freeman and Coleman, and I think he liked the over for Blunt. So I, I guess I'm going to say no. You know what though? I, I'm getting it confused, Steve, because I think he said he liked the over number of touches for Legarrette Blunt. So um, I guess that is the opposite of what you're saying. But people need so to we listen. We are on opposite sides. Have him have him call me. We'll make we'll, yes, we'll make bets. And you know what? I don't like going head to head against fantasy guys. Um, so I will stay neutral on those. Those are just ways my initial looks. I did not bet those myself. I like it. Good question, though, Chris. Keep them coming. Ross at RossTucker.com. We may have an Even Money podcast next week. i got to sort that out. I'll let you guys know via social media. i got to make sure, see what, see what our sponsors tell me in terms of an Even Money podcast to recap the Super Bowl next week because I truly don't recall as of when we're recording this. But I will tell you, We are going to have some sporadic, I'll call them, Even Money podcasts throughout the offseason. So make sure you're checking our social media. Steve always retweets it, at Fezzik Sports. Brian is really the guy you need to be following, at RTF Podcast, or me, at Ross Tucker NFL. So you know when there's a new Even Money podcast posted. Other than that, thank you all season Steve, if we don't have one next week, thanks for an awesome year, man. And all I can hope is that we do half as good next year. It's been a real nice ride. Yeah, it'd be nice to talk next week just to recap how the Super Bowl bets went and see how you finished up. Uh, Other than that, though, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you win some money. And Ross and Steve, just so you know, we will have a show next week. Oh, Awesome. Nice. Thank you. We will have the re the recap show next week. Our producer Brian is on top of it. Thank you, Brian. Now I can say I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast. All available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. Well, after you go to Bet DSI and you wager the $15 and you win big money on Steve's bets, then you need to know what to do with the money you won this season from Steve's bets. Well, one place you should look, absolutely, richuncles.com. It's a real estate investment trust. They call them REITs. They own commercial property, collect rent from the best creditworthy tenants, and then pay you a monthly cash dividend. Right now it's 7% annualized. RichUncles.com was even recently featured in the Wall Street Journal. So Google that bad boy so you can see what the journal 
had to say about him. Like any investment, it has risks. It's not guaranteed. So Rich Uncle's Read a Reggae Tier 2 Offering is something you should read up more about at richuncles.com. That's richuncles.com or call 855-RICH-UNCLES. Let them know you heard about them on this podcast, the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker. Rich Uncle's Read is seeking indications of interest concerning its Reg A Tier 2 securities offering. Any indication of interest involves no obligation or commitment of any kind. No money or other consideration is being solicited, and if sent in response, will not be accepted. No sales will be made or commitments to purchase accepted until the offering statement is qualified. This media outlet is being paid under $2,000 by Rich Uncle's for this single message.